in almost every game imaginable, there exists only a finite number of possible outcomes. A fixed number of rounds with a scoring system, perhaps. Hard-coded consequences of the latest AAA RPGs. All the possible permutations and decisions to be made with a pack of playing cards. Granted, in many of these systems, that finite number of outcomes is still vast. Especially for our poor little brains. But it is still limited and constrained by the logic of the rules. In a way that one can only take such a game so far before the repetition kicks in. And as Albert Einstein once said, logic can take you from A to B, but imagination can take you anywhere. So join us as we delve into discussions encompassing the world of tabletop RPGs, particularly the world-renowned, much-beloved, and vastly popular Dungeons & Dragons, where our imaginations allow the game to be whatever we want. The end. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not right. That's the beginning. Welcome <laughs> to whatever this podcast is going to be called. We still don't know because we're amazing. We're amazing and we haven't come up with a name because it's got to be a great name. I'm Sounds of the Wild. Who are you? I'm the Arctic Pine. What? Wow. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. It's, it's great that we can be meeting in such a great audio scene. Imagine meeting the first ever time while recording a podcast. That must suck. Although I guess people do that all the time when they have guest people on. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't, uh, I don't know. You still have like I, a I bit s- before where you can be like, hi. Yeah. I'm me. You're you. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Thanks for coming and being on my podcast. Anyway, I, 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 I digress. I've already picked up my dice bag to start fiddling with it. Such is the problem with me and fiddling with things. Right, I'm putting the dice down. Otherwise it's going to be a horrible clacking sound the whole time. Put um, the dice away. <laughs> we're going to talk about some D&D. Woo, D&D. Pine, what's D&D? D&D is Dungeons and Dragons, where you let your imagination run wild and destroy the DM's story plans. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> and their hopes and dreams. And uh, yep. All the time they put into it. <laughs> make that massive dungeon. The player's uh, like, what dungeon? I don't care. I want to go play with that horse or something. <laughs> That, that has actually happened to me but not a dungeon i made a whole island and you guys were like one npc said it was scary so we're not going there <laughs> it's like okay brilliant brilliant <laughs> so for context uh we play D together yeah in fact initially i played in your game yep. and then it was like oh this is fun i'm gonna make a game and then you played in my game yeah and in between that there was also another game that started that we both joined so it's kind of like every permutation of dm and player we've got going on so <laughs> it's fun yeah. um so yeah we're going to talk about D and 
I think we've we've we finished the intro now. Should we move on from intro universe to discussion universe? Ooh. Yeah. Entering fantasy warp drive. We are now in DM discussions. <laughs> we can Such discuss a DM transition. things. I know, right? I bet it sounded amazing. I don't know yet because I haven't edited it, but who cares? <laughs> Insert amazing um, transition music here. <laughs> Note to self. Um, yes. D and D. Today we're talking about getting into it. Yes. Are you into it? I'm very into it. I'm into it. How did you get into it? Um, so I actually got into Dungeons and Dragons by listening to a podcast called The Adventure Zone, which I believe many people will know. Um, a podcast? Yeah, podcast. Swings and roundabout. Yeah, I know, right? Is that the right phrase for this context? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> um... But yeah, they have a they've got branched into other games now, but their first game that they played was Dungeons and Dragons. And I I binged Balance, which was the, the what they named that section, um, in like a month. Like I just fell in love with how the game was played. Um and then yeah, I I lost myself in D&D and started to to find other podcasts and eventually find games to play in. Um, but yeah, I, it was my intro. I did it pretty much backwards to that. <laughs> so a big, big YouTube bunch of people who I've been watching for years uh, called the Yogscast in 2016. A little group of them splintered off and started High Rollers, which I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to watch this. And I watched like the first 10 episodes and then uh, my degree kicked in pretty hard and I completely lost track of it. Um, and I pretty much didn't think about the D&D at all for five years. And then last year, you were like, hey, Sounds, I've got a spot in D&D. You want to come play? And I was like, sure. I always wanted to do that, but never got around to it. Um, <laughs> and holy... Are we allowed to swear on this? Sure. Holy shitballs. <laughs> Did I have a good time? And then... I did the same thing as you, where I went back to High Rollers and binge-watched the entirety of Campaign 2 so far, which yeah. is like 140 episodes, all three hours long, in the space of like two months. Yeah. It was on like all day, every day while I was working, because I work <laughs> from home and just have it on in the background. Yeah. Um, it, watching and listening to other people play, I definitely think, is one of the best ways to start in the world especially if you don't have a game to play in yourself um i can't even imagine to think about how many hours worth of content i have <laughs> i have listened watched about dungeons and dragons now just i think it also helps if you've got an addictive personality like me and you just want more mm. at the beginning like you get into it you're like oh my god i'm addicted i want more but people aren't around help <laughs> oh wow there's 300 hours of content for me to watch yeah Good. on one channel it's great um so yeah that was that was that help yeah. i probably need help do we need help <laughs> now nah, we're fine nah it's healthy honestly to be fair i have actually i think i do socialize more having started D D. 
Yeah. Uh, in several ways, like I'm more confident. I talk to people more just by playing it. Yeah. I even like get to talk to other friends I didn't talk to as much before by starting my own game, which they now play in. So, you know, win, win, win. I'm just a massive nerd. <laughs> I do actually think it's really good for your mental health, but that that's a topic for another for Ooh, another podcast. Writes down podcast title for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Section or point two that we've uh, got written down here. Yep. I guess I've sort of half answered this. My answer was five years. How long did it take you to find a game? <laughs> So it didn't actually take me that long. Um, so obviously I got addicted to the podcast. Um, I think it wasn't it wasn't within the first month that I was there that I tried to um, get into a game. Um, but I think the reason I binged it so quickly was because I... This is going to sound really bad, but I didn't talk to anyone at the time. All my friends had gone to uni and... Um, I didn't have any people in my home area. So I was like, no, I'm going to go find someone. And I joined a community game in my town. I think upon thinking, I want to play and finding the game, it was relatively quick. Um, I think it only took me like a week or two. Huh? Brave child. I know. It was terrifying going to that first game. Um... I was scared enough doing my first game in front of people I'd known for like a year and a half and was good friends with. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'd, yeah. Like I said, it's, my confidence is boosted now, but I would not have been able to do that. It was my first yeah. game. It, yeah, it, it wasn't. <laughs> the thing is, as well, it was in the town centre, or the, uh, yeah, the town centre, um, and we played on a Saturday and finished at like, nine o'clock at night and then i had to walk five minutes to the bus stop to get home <laughs> and i was like oh this is this is yeah it's definitely worth it sure do you remember actually no i'll go over my one first because like i said it was like basically five years between discovering mm-hmm. dnd and actually playing but there was like a point i think it was in 2017 where a friend of a friend was going to run a campaign i was like oh cool that sounds fun i'll make a character but again, this was during the, the time where I was like intrigued, but I had no free time. So mm. I wasn't fully buzzed about it and like obsessed with it yet. So that just sort of died. And then I forgot about it again for another four years. Um, and then, yeah, you invited me. So happy days. Uh, that's my end of the story. What do you remember about that first game? Oofed. Um, I remember my character um i played a tabaxi ranger as my first character um and she had a hawk with her um she i i really liked the character that i built but the game was very go here kill this rinse and repeat um i didn't get to rp I really don't remember much of the gameplay whatsoever. Just it didn't grasp me. Um, So I did actually switch um, and try a different community game, but that again didn't have consistent games. You'd swap DMs every week and say I only lasted a little while. 
um, in that one. And then it was about three to four years before I got into a proper campaign. Um, yeah. And I kind of do consider the campaign that I got into, I think I started like two years ago. Um, and I, I kind of consciously consider that my first game because it's the first time I properly got in my head got to play the game yeah that kind of makes sense it feels yeah. like if you're playing with you know in um inconsistent dms and there's lots of linearity and like you said go here kill this that yeah. seems like some of the early editions where it's all just about here's a dungeon <laughs> do the dungeon you're done hooray have experience yeah. of money as opposed yeah. to what it is now where it's like a fucking huge massive multiverse of craziness where you can do anything depending on yeah. whatever, what your DM throws at you. Definitely. Especially coming from having um, listened to the whole of the uh, Adventure Zone, which is a lot more about the RP and the story and a big epic ending, um, meeting NPCs and all that. And then to go to go from that to, oh, it's all combat. <laughs> um, wasn't the greatest thing, but... I did meet some good people. So. Well, that's the best thing about the indie, right? Meeting yeah. and or improving relationships with people. It's yeah, great definitely. fun. It's kind of weird how you can bond with someone over fake bonding, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, <laughs> my first game, I'll tell you what I remember the most about my first game. Again, this was before the confidence boost that Dindy gave me, so I was terrified, mm. even though it was with you guys and, you know, I was already friends with most of you. Yeah. Um, the thing that weirded me is I wasn't sure what level of realism the RP would entail. And the thing that threw me off right in the beginning was that like I turned up like uh, because I was a replacement, right? Because you had a campaign going. You didn't know I'd like D&D beforehand. You had someone else yeah. in it. They left and you sort of reached out to me. Yeah. So I turned up like session four or something. And I was like, these characters already have a bit of a bond going, even if it's only four sessions in and I've just turned <laughs> up. Why are they going to trust me? But they just sort of did. And I, I wasn't prepared for the aspect of um, just like that happening. And I guess obviously now I'm a DM, I kind of understand that there is an element of the game where players and DMs are kind of expected to work together because there's no point in playing Dungeons and Dragons if one of you is just going to be an arsehole and ruin everyone else's time. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't ready for them to just be like, oh, you're a new guy, you're just standing there randomly outside this warehouse, come join us with this secret dragon egg and all the other <laughs> stuff that's going on that we wouldn't tell anyone else at all. Purely because you're a player character. And I was like, what? Okay, I'm confused. Okay, whatever. Let's jump in it. Um, so yeah, that threw me off for a bit, but... I think... <sighs> yeah, I think you. that was a good way to get into it. And it, it fit the character who did that. Because I feel like if potentially it was other people and there was this new person coming in, there would be a little bit of characters being like oh who are you i don't trust you and like get to know you a bit but you are all working as a team to go this is we, we're gonna find a way to be able to trust this new person because we want them to come play um but because of how chaotic um are we saying names should i say don't we say names i mean most of the names i would refer to are not even real names so yeah i mean yeah just purely because of the chaotic nature of Jar Jar, who is the most seasoned player in that game. 
and he is um and he is playing a chaotic character who is just like yeah you see see like a cool person let's go <laughs> i do love how chaotically he plays this game i remember the other day this is completely off topic but um a couple of weeks ago i suppose he's tried to steal things a few times in the campaign what session are we on like 25 or something 22 22 he's tried to steal yeah. things maybe two or three times before yeah. And usually to not much success, or he just gets a small trinket. <laughs> and randomly at the beginning of a session, he just turns to my character and goes, want to steal a bed? And I was like, what? Excuse me? We're going to go to that house and steal a bed. And they're not going to know what hit them. And we're going to have our bed on our ship, because we have a little boat. And we'll sleep comfortably by stealing a bed. And I was just like, sure, let's go. <laughs> I think that is... One of my favourite things I have had to improv, just off the fly, because you guys were like, ah, oh, fuck it, we're going to do this completely random thing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, oh, that is one of the things, the main things I love about Dungeons and Dragons. It's just like, oh, that's just this random idea that's popped into my head. Let's go do it. Like you couldn't, You couldn't do that in a... This is what I love about Dungeons and Dragons. Blah, words. And um, comparing it to other games, hence why I did the whole intro about hard-coded outcomes and, and whatever else it was, permutations of decisions and numbers and maths and logic. Um, yeah. You couldn't just load up Skyrim, go into someone's house to steal their bed. <laughs> like, no. I don't know, sure, you can go into Skyrim, find a bucket and put it over their head, and that's funny, but like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just so good. So good. Um, point number four. Uh, you're, I, I did terribly at this, so you're probably going to have to delete this one. Ways to find a game or people to play with. I mean, we've kind of already covered how we did it. Yeah. And my way of doing it was not doing anything about it for five years unless someone else do all the work. Uh, over to you. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, you could obviously do what I do, what I did the first time. Um, look on social media, Facebook. Um, look at your local comic book place to see if they've got any games running. Um, and you'll find a lot of them do actually do community games. Um, and although I didn't particularly get on with how they run it, um, different shops will obviously run it different ways um you'll get different dms and it could very much be something that someone else would enjoy and i know a lot of people do enjoy just that part of D where you just go go here kill this combat like some people really do enjoy it um and you, like i say i made a great friend there and uh, so that's definitely one way you can um get into it the other like piece of advice i probably give um is literally ask anyone you know because <laughs> honestly you'd be surprised how many people are interested or willing to play um because i i know um leaky in our group i never would have expected him to be interested until we mentioned mm. it and he was like oh yeah that's interesting i might want to try that sometime um and that's when i was like oh well i might run a game and see like who else in the community wants to play um, and I honestly expected him to drop out after a week or two because I didn't think it would be his thing, but he has really gotten into it. Like oh, yeah. he's even he's even considering DMing one shots and and bits and pieces. Oh, awesome! I love it. 
I love it. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much to add because, like I said, I did nothing about it for five years and then went went ham. Um, Um, But just to offer other options, I know Roll20, which is an online uh, Mm. app that we use to actually play the games online because of COVID and the fact that we're spread out halfway across the country. One of us (laughs) is in the US. Yeah. Um, There's a feature on there called Looking for Players. Uh, So if you really want to go out there and go with complete randos, you can always do that. Yeah. Who knows how how that will end up? But you know, you always hear those those uh, success stories of random people meeting online and doing crazy stuff. But then you also hear the the tragedies. So who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one way to get into it. I mean, if you could really look out and find an amazing group to play with, you might get a few rubbish ones. But I mean, if you're I mean, interested, keep trying. Technically speaking, obviously we didn't meet through Roll Twenty, but our group did all meet online. Almost yes. all, apart from like yes. a couple of people who knew each other in real life. So, in a way, we kind of did that, but also kind of didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, the other point I was going to bring up on this, sorry, um, is a lot of people don't play because they don't find someone to DM. Like, because obviously that is, to begin with, is such a daunting thing. And to be fair, I still find it pretty daunting. Um, but even though I was the first person to DM, I kind of took that role and was like, I really want to play, I want to get these people involved, so I'll, I'll step up, I'll be the DM. And you could do that by even just running a couple of one-shots, and then like, I found that you've now started DMing a, a game, Forrest started DMing a game, um, Danny's um, prepared to run games um, in the Star Trek um uh-huh. game and leaky's considering um doing some one shots so like even if you don't want to dm just give it a go just at least to try and get other people <laughs> to to pick up the mantle yes. yeah. uh, on a related note point hmm. number five dm or player question mark what do you I'm have curious. to say on this statement? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to hear yours first, actually. Mine first, mine first. Uh, hold on, I hadn't thought that far ahead. <laughs> I mean, I can do mine first if you want. Go for it. Well, obviously, um, I picked up DMing because I wanted to run games that I would like to play in. Um, obviously flashing back again i didn't want to be in games that were all combat anymore so that's why i started dming because i tried to do it in the past and then i obviously did it here i was like yeah i'm gonna run this game um and it's gonna try and make it really interesting for everyone and i do enjoy doing it but i much rather being a player um just because sometimes I don't have the energy to, I feel, to be able to put in enough to be a good DM. Um, and my favourite thing about um, D&D, or one of my favourite things, is seeing like plot twists and what the fuck moments and oh, yeah. reveals about people's backstory. And as the DM, you kind of don't get that because you know everybody's backstories and, and where you're going with the story. Could you imagine if you managed to plot twist yourself? <laughs> you probably have to be that'd like be schizophrenic brilliant. or something to do that, but that'd be funny. 
Oh, oh my God, he's what? He's whose son? <laughs> I don't remember writing this. Um, oh, that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm a bit more torn. I think I certainly felt the first few sessions DMing. I should point out that I'm only 10 sessions in, so it's still new for me. Um, but the first few were definitely stressful in that uh, I'm not usually the center of attention of things. Mm, um, yeah. So that was one thing. Keeping track of everything was another. Uh, I instantly decided to jump straight head uh, head first into the deep end and go with full RP like voices for characters and things like that. <laughs> Always forgetting whose voices is who. Um, Best way. The one thing I hate, but it's sort of like a you know a love hate thing, is when I improvise something. I was actually talking to you about this the other day. When I improvise <laughs> something and then a character immediately asks me questions about it and I'm not ready for it. Um, usually it's names. Oh, it's like oh I just yeah. need to. Uh, Oh, you're selling me this stuff. I just need to check with our blacksmith to see how much it's worth. Oh, yeah, what's the blacksmith's name? Oh, ah, Yondu. Um, it's basically what happens in my head. So, yeah, there's that stuff. But at the same time, I think when I'm DMing, I'm invested in what's going on 100% of the time. Whereas yeah. occasionally in playing games, there are moments where I'm just sort of like, I don't really care what the other character's buying at the moment. If they're getting, I don't know, a ring of protection or something. Um, yeah. Just sort of tiny moments where I zone out for a second. Um, and yeah, I've made, I've made it sound like I don't like playing now. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I get just, what you mean, just though. Just a tiny bit of like my attention wandering. Um, I think, I think one of the things about that, though, is that we play online, um, which. I feel prevents some of the things um, you get around a table, um, like players being able to quietly discuss between themselves while someone else is taking their turn in combat or RPing with the DM. You can just like whisper and have like little moments between each other, and you can't do that when you're in, say, a Discord call because everyone's would be trying to talk over each other. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, long story short, uh, from my experiences, I probably love both roughly equally, even if I do find DMing more stressful. Yeah, that, that's the difference to me. I love them both equally. One of them is certainly a high-octane, stressful situation. One of them yeah. is much more casual, but they're both really fun. Yeah. Um, I definitely yeah. think I'm enjoying DMing more now than when I tried to do it the first time, um, purely because I... I get the sense that the players are enjoying what I'm giving them, if that makes sense. Like, You don't need to get a sense. I can stand here hand <laughs> on heart and tell you that I enjoy what you're giving me as a player when you DM. So, I appreciate it. And I challenge any of the other five players to disagree with me. <laughs> yeah, or Aerithor but... will cast Arms of Adar on them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just I think that positivity back from the players um, really helps boost my mood when DMing. And it, even just the little bits like watching you guys RP between yourselves for little moments. I, I, I love watching those. We'll come to that later. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one of my favourite things about DMing is uh, when players fully interact with an NPC. Yes. And like get fully into it. Uh, you must know there's more than me because we've literally like adopted two of your NPCs. 
<laughs> I suppose you've probably kind of adopted one of mine as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've, that's fun. Uh, I think we've mentioned before when we've had chats about this that it's there's a a line to edge between having an NPC that the party adopts and having an NPC that the the DM is basically playing as. Uh, yeah you have to have a level of uh distance between that npc but when it works which i think it has worked for us in the games we're in it's jolly good fun yeah definitely jolly good fun i say (laughs) i do say so sir yes (laughs) my my issue is well not issue but i (laughs) you guys are trying to essentially convince two npcs to just join your adventures yeah why not i mean if we look at this uh logically with the context of what i said earlier about how my character just appeared and everyone trusted him um my guy literally approached the party lied to their faces about who he was they were like sure come and help us these people have sold us goods uh they've helped us out in our adventures and we've had lovely conversations with, with them why wouldn't we trust them and want to bring them along with us and why wouldn't they want to come <laughs> Because they both have established businesses in their And place. you've said that both of them have wanted to explore the world. <laughs> yeah, but not get killed in some adventuring place. They don't have to go in the dungeons. <laughs> they just have to be our friends. <laughs> we'll see how it resolves and may end up talking about this in future episodes. For context, uh, my character is romantically interested in one of them which is why i argue for it so strongly but uh <laughs> yeah. would, you, would you break Arathor's heart <laughs> don't <Would> tempt you... <laughs> me that's part of being a dm <laughs> but if you, you break make Arathor's the players heart, you break my heart <laughs> you make the players laugh you make them cry <laughs> to be fair that is life goals yeah <laughs> <laughs> getting a player to cry like oh. in, a, in a good way obviously i don't want them to like you know storm off pissed off at crying i want them to cry because something emotional has happened in the game that they're attached to oh um, yeah definitely life goals yeah. especially since i've seen it happen on high rollers yeah oh, <laughs> yeah point number six learning the rules learning the and yes i did spell that d-a-r-u-l-e-z <laughs> I feel Makes like sense. this is actually quite an easy one to go for. Like, well, unless unless you're starting complete from scratch and you're the DM and it's your first time playing as a DM, mm. that's the difficulty. But if you're playing with other people who've played before, or at least a DM who's played before, you kind of just learn as you go. Yeah, and that just Definitely. solves everything. It's like, okay, we're having a fight now. Uh, you need to roll an initiative roll. What's an initiative roll? Well, you had your dexterity and your proficiency and you roll d20 and you say you'll be better than anyone else. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember if that was the right stats. I just dropped it out of my head, top of my head. Probably should know that because I'm a DM, but who cares? See, you don't even need to learn the rules. I'm a DM and I don't know the rules. Hooray! Also, the number of times still, we've been playing this game for like a year and a half and we're just like, what's the wrong with that again? Yeah. I Like I say, I, I'm not... 100% on all of the rules. I there's still a lot that I don't know. What are the um, rules? But um yeah, I kind of learn on the go slash learn through podcasts. <laughs> but it's definitely yeah, I definitely think if you can learn on the go if you're joining people who've played that that is one of the easiest and best ways to do it. 
Um, Which way do you round damage if you have to roll a uh, half or number? What? For damage resistance. That's I deal it. 11 lightning damage to your monster, but he's re- uh, resistant to lightning damage. How much damage does he take? Oh, he takes half. Rounded down. Yay, we remember the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you mentioned about DMs having, um, if you're all new, and DMs having um, to learn more. I mean, yes, you, you're gonna have to know more because you're making monsters and learning stat blocks and making maps and all that. But I think what some people, um, what's holds some people back is thinking they have to know everything before they DM. But you can do your first session and look, essentially still learn as you go. Like when something comes up, go, oh, I'll just, we'll just check to see how this is done. As long as you've got um, the basics down, like skill checks, initiative, yeah. turn order and attack rolls and damage rolls. And it's like, that'll do. Yeah. Advantage and disadvantage. <laughs> basically yeah um and i i still think we still mess up every now and again and rulings will go different ways depending on which dm you ask ah but that's why we have a dm yes it's up to them yes indeed. actually you know what? i'm gonna throw in a point that we haven't put on here um yeah. which i think we actually meant to put on here because i remember first discussing this dm harshness right discuss <laughs> <laughs> That's such an open topic. I feel like I don't really know because obviously I've never sat in my own game. I feel like I want to let anything go that can. Um, if someone wants to do something, unless it is like absurd, it's just beyond the realms of normality and existence and possibility. That I want it to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I think you are pretty open to most things that come up but at the same time i don't think we've proposed anything too wild yet true (laughs) um i'm certainly i feel like i want to lean towards besides the core rules i want to lean towards rules as intended like there's an item and a spell i've got both of my characters can do this where you can hide based on being in um low levels of cover or whatever mm-hmm. like um not low levels of cover something that will mildly affect visibility like fog or foliage it only has to be a, something small yeah but then my character can hide but the thing is the ability specifically lists things like fog or foliage and i'm like well surely there's gonna be a hundred other things that would count for that yeah and as a dm if that came up i'd be like sure you can hide behind a waterfall i don't know is that a good example waterfalls <laughs> are translucent you could see some behind a waterfall but at the same time it's all distorted so who knows <laughs> things like that i don't know i'm rambling yeah. now ramble ramble i um don't know where i'd from like a player's perspective i don't know where i'd be placed on the harshness scale <laughs> i think i'm pretty lenient but not drastically I feel like if we're talking uh from all the way to literally occasionally lets a rule that is well written and well defined go all the way up to you have to stick to everything written as it is you're like all the way to the left the first side but then 
forward one notch if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah i suppose so if you had like a um, little uh a little dial you'd be and it goes from like pointing left to pointing right left being lenient right being harsh you're at like 10 o'clock <laughs> that's what uh, i'd say I, I um yeah i i think that's partially because i think having those really cool moments and that bit of this isn't really how this is supposed to go but this would make a really cool story moment mm -hmm. i like that um but there are some some things you do have to have limits on to um make things somewhat <laughs> i don't know what the word is that i'm looking for mm realistic yeah and also to you know impose expectations for the future as well if you let something go once yeah. why wouldn't you let it go a hundred other times and then it sort of gets boring yeah um i guess one of the yeah. things i've always kind of wanted to be able to do and it's sort of built in i should i feel like we should we haven't mentioned this yet we should both of us love sorcerers right yes we love spellcasters and we love sorcerers i always feel like there should be some level of sort of esoteric uh willpower behind what spells do whereas the rules as written is literally just here's a spell slot here's the spells effects yeah i feel like there should be some level of if some if a character for some reason can explain to me that they're really fucking trying with this spell like their whole life has led to this moment and they're gonna somehow do something they're gonna expend a, an extra spell slot in one turn even though it's got nothing to do with the rules i want to <laughs> let that happen yeah if that makes sense that's I the think, sort of leniency I feel like I want to lean towards. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I like having inspiration for. Because like as, as a player, that's what I want to use my inspiration for, is that little bit of... That bit of maybe, I've run out of spell slots, but I really want this moment to happen because it could save someone's life or something. Mm. Um, can I use my inspiration to cast this spell? Um and I have done that before with the caveat that I took, um, I think it was like four levels of exhaustion because it was a fourth level spell. Oof. Yeah. That's a lot of exhaustion. So I, I, uh, my character saved someone's life, um, but almost nearly killed herself. That is an epic moment. Yeah. How many levels of exhaustion does it take to die? Six. Six. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Well, that was a fun segue. Yeah. Should we return to the list of things we were going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Point number seven. Getting comfortable with roleplay. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, not to teach your grandma to suck eggs or whatever the bloody phrase is, but uh, it comes with experience, right? Yeah, it's The more you play, the more it happens, and it's just yeah. natural. Yeah. It's definitely gonna for most people feel a bit embarrassing the first time because obviously not everyone has a history in acting or improv but yeah definitely the more you do it and the more comfortable you get with the people around the table um the better you'll get at it um i must admit i'm still not fully comfortable comfortable doing rp 
even though it is like my favorite part of a game it's still nerve-wracking for me when i'm like i just want to have this quick conversation with someone i think much as this is the case with me for all things um i love every aspect of rp apart from choosing the damn words (laughs) my brain knows what i want to convey emotionally and meaning wise i've got my voice ready i've got my 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 motives behind what my character wants to say i don't know what words are supposed to come out of the character's mouth (laughs) yeah and so i just stutter and look like an idiot um (laughs) i I probably exaggerate and it doesn't happen nearly as often as i think it does but uh that's Um, that's probably my my big thing with rp um yeah i think yeah definitely i think if you've got a dm who's encouraging it it definitely helps and other people around the table if they're involved in more role play and involve you more and and you push yourself out of your comfort zone to do it it's definitely um helps and just having an encouraging environment um but yeah you should definitely push yourself to do it and in time i believe yeah confidence yeah well here's the thing you don't have to role play all of it like i think voices are a a point of contention with some people i love doing them because they're fun but i think that's Mm. the only reason someone should do them because you love doing them and they're fun yeah if you can if you're more comfortable with role playing just by saying stuff that's fine yeah Uh, sure you want to maybe convey some emotion every now and then and put a bit of a i don't know why would you do this to me (laughs) kind of thing on uh it doesn't mean you have to talk in a southern accent like i do all the time in my campaign you know um like i said i fucking love voices so i do them although i'm so glad that leaky didn't join my campaign because there is going to be a point where a bunch of the characters could be scottish so (laughs) that'll be fun (laughs) for reference leaky is scottish and he would just murder me for my attempt of butchering his accent Oh, um, I can remember when I tried to do a Scottish accent and I did one line and went, nope, I'm not sticking with this. <laughs> it's going to be oh. trying to conjure it in the moment. I can do a Scottish accent if you give me a minute to think about it, but I can't yeah. just do it like that at the moment. <laughs> Whereas apparently I can when I want to do this American one, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably because um, I've been doing it for the last 10 sessions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely don't feel like you have to have a character voice straight away. Um, like, or any point if you don't want one um i know that i do as a dm i try and put a lot of voices on and have ideas for how people talk but when i'm playing i don't really have that many voices or much of a change to my voice when i'm playing that is something i want to change but that is the personal thing like i want to be able to have a distinction between oh I'm asking this question to the players and I'm in character now so like I want to have this as a conversation in character mm. but that's that's more of a personal thing um, I don't really know why I don't do voices for characters I feel like I should and want to but I just don't I don't for most people that I my like players and people that I play with don't actually do it the only person I know who does it is Jar Jar and he he has vastly more experience with Dungeons and Dragons and them. <laughs> and he also frequently, the first time he speaks for a session, goes, "Oh wait, hold on, wrong voice." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's great. Well, you know what? I think that just about rounds up 
this episode dm discussions i say this episode uh i've now just committed us to doing this podcast every episode yay for us um, well gonna have to get a day booked in uh maybe i should just dub over that this episode and we can just be have like one of those <laughs> really awkward dubs where every time i say week we just put episode over the top um i'm not doing that i can't oh. be asked no, but, we're just going to have to commit to weekly instead because that's a lot less work. Yep, yep. Definitely less work. Definitely less work. One edit versus doing something every week. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it does mean we get to go onto the fantasy hyperdrive or whatever it was I called it earlier again to transition to favourite moments. New Welcome. segment. Wacha! Welcome to Wacha this part of the podcast um favorite moments yeah so in this section we're just gonna talk about some of the fun stuff we've done in D in our various games recently recently ish mine's quite a few weeks ago i was gonna do one that's from months ago but i forgot most of the details so <laughs> you can tell how much i love this game <laughs> uh the moments Go. really stick with you Reason one Okay, so one of my favourite moments that I've had recently was when, uh, in your campaign, one of... So, there's a really edgy rogue character um, <laughs> in our game, <laughs> and my character, Amnesty, is... She She's, she's not a particularly law-abiding citizen herself, but she's... In her head, she's had more experience and is a lot less risk takey than um. I'm just gonna drop the name Hal is so that character, um. So <laughs> she had a chat with him when we were traveling and basically had like a ease sort your shit out if you're gonna keep <laughs> keep with this group, um. And he was very dismissive of it, obviously, um. But then later that night, we were on patrol together and we had a little bit of bonding, learned a bit about his backstory, which was good. And then later on in the session, we got to see him drunk. <laughs> and he was all chubby with the group and um, calling a the friendliest person in our um, little group, um... I've forgotten his full name. I just call him Zumi. Imazuma? <laughs> Inazuma, yeah. Imazuma. Yeah, um, so he's been trying to get Hal to be his friend since they met. And uh, Hal was going around going, Yeah, that's my friend! <laughs> ah, it's like, <laughs> it was It was such a great moment, just purely... <laughs> Because it was the first, like the most this character spoke, and because it came after the like talk of like, hey, do you really want to travel with us? What the fuck? And then it was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> We're gonna sound like a bunch of wannabe alcoholics because mine also includes role playing as drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so circumstances had it that of our six players in your campaign, um, yep, three of them were away. Yeah. But it just so happened to be around a time where not too much was going on in the world. It was kind of downtimey, not yeah. long-term downtime, but, you know, a few days where we didn't have to do anything important. Um, and thing one thing led to another, we ended up in a pub. 
as you and do. All three of our characters got wasted. <laughs> and we just had some fun chats, like talking about how one of the characters is scared of owls. One of them is the second coming of Jesus. Well, I suppose the first coming of Jesus. They haven't had Jesus in the real world, in that world. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and then just- <laughs> my favorite part. So we've got this stupid acronym of a name. Oh, for fuck's sake. Where the, we've chosen a word for each of our characters uh, that begins with M and put them all together into one name. And I can't remember the full thing yet still, but it's something like most marvellous, magical, marauding mosaic of misfits or something. Yeah. And if you spell it all out, including the uh, little words in between, it reads mum <laughs> And my drunken character just had this idea because we were all talking about our backstories. Like, none of us knew our mothers is that why we called ourselves mamom because <laughs> we have a, a lust a need for a mother's touch <laughs> I, was just, I don't know we all lost it i don't know it was good fun and it was oh. it was intimate it was kind of weird having just three of us instead of six because the six of us it's just much louder normally yeah oh it was beautiful i must admit even though like half the group wasn't there um which is gonna make this sound bad, but I think that was one of my favorite ones, one of my favorite um sessions, mm. just purely because I think it gave you three slightly more time to talk to each other, and yeah. you bonded better, and you managed to have that RP rather than me trying to divvy up the time more. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I do, I did really enjoy that, and um, I just want to clarify one bit quick. It's not, the, it's not the first coming of Jesus. His God is Bahamut. <laughs> I, I was paraphrasing with I, metaphors. I just, I just don't want like uh, it's probably not going to happen because I don't know if we're going to get like ten views on this. But I don't want someone on the internet to be like Jesus isn't in in Eberron. Like what? Are, what are you talking well, I about? I didn't even know it was Eberron until you said. <laughs> well, D and D, you know what I mean. Jesus could be in D and D if we want him to. That's the whole point. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Just clarifying. Um, but I did want to say the one, one of the things I loved about that scene as well is I believe um, Strawthen got you to make a speech on stage. Oh, yeah. First um, time my high Christmas score is actually coming in use. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Like it was, he'd written it out and sent it to you, and it was, it was a great speech. Um, and one I actually of the put other a voice char- on, and I loved yeah. doing voices, so it was fun. It's oh. good. Um, but yeah, the Drowia, the um, druid, uh, water genasi druid, used his water magic stuff to make, um, was it like smoke machine effect as well? Yeah, and I had like lighting going on with my cantrips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we just <laughs> wowed this so poor good. like little pub of, of drunks. <laughs> And convinced yeah. them that we literally had the Messiah in the room. Yeah. It was great. I and we were all drunk ourselves. Great. Yeah. I bought, at the beginning of it, my character bought a bottle of champagne intending for it to last the whole night. And every time the other characters went up to get another round, they got another <laughs> bottle of champagne. So we ended up with like four <laughs> bottles or whatever. Yeah. I think, you've, I think you decided to take one back to the ship with you, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. For special occasions. Yeah. Yes, yes. That was good. I do actually want to bring one other moment up quick um, in the game that we both play in. Uh-huh. Um, and it was meeting Moot. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, it's it's such the classic D and D thing. If Moot is a little goblin girl, she talks like Stitch. Before yeah. I even knew she was a goblin or female or anything else, when she was literally just a voice speaking to you from inside a cornfield, I was in love with her because she talks like Stitch. And Forrest, the guy who DMs that game, nailed the voice, and I love it. Yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. Um, but I think one of the things that made it better, just for me personally, because I was on watch on my own. And I just failed every check <laughs> to oh try and gosh. do anything. Three that ones in a row. Yeah. One in 8,000 chance. <laughs> Beautiful. And my last net one, I was trying to climb over a fence sneakily. And I got a net one and just essentially face planted into this field. <laughs> uh, my character just rolled over and was like, I'm done with the world. <laughs> And, and then you plucked a little... nice juicy corn yeah. off the cob, and in yeah. comes this voice. Yeah. That's good now. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not supposed to touch. <laughs> That's my impression of. Uh, yeah. uh, it was quite good. Yeah. Um, oh, good. That was good. It was, yeah, and just the the character is is great. Um, adorable little goblin girl who's being not so much smuggled but this the person she's traveling with is keeping her a secret so that she doesn't get attacked um but i did find it funny that we're all you you guys were all asleep but you as players were like we want to adopt the dob <laughs> the goblin <laughs> yes again oh. adopting npcs is fun yeah <laughs> oh, oh good times good times that's good time. well it is time for us to once more climb aboard the... I forgot what I called it now. I've given it a name. I've probably given it like three different names. The Fantasy Hyperdrive or something? Is that what yeah, I called it? Fantasy Warp? I don't know. <laughs> to our final section. Our Ooh. improvised RP section. Ooh. Batman... Wait, no. Um, welcome to Quick RP. Who the heck knows if this is going to work? Because uh, we just threw together an idea for this first one. We've both got two level four characters. Uh, one pair of which share a campaign, Valnot and Venari. Erethor, uh, my character from your campaign. Amnesty, your character from my campaign. Who's technically level yep. three, but we leveled her up. Yeah. Let's just have a fight. <laughs> This, yeah, how, I don't know how this will go. We could go on for ages. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. What? I I don't know whether this is gonna work because I I hope people listen, but we'll see. Is if we have the fight and have people see if they can guess what classes our characters are. Okay, okay. I think I've already given mine away, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it out. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. I don't know how this is gonna work. We're just gonna. Jump into some sort of void of existence where all, all four <laughs> characters exist and they're just going to roll initiative. No words. They're just like, you're on my team. You two are together. I'm going to attack you. <laughs> Let's go. Yup. Right, I'm grabbing my dice. Dice time. I'm going to roll initiative for Aerothor. 13. I wish I had someone to write this down. Pine, can you write it down? Yep, got an outpad. 
Erethor got 13. Ah, uh, Gurley shouldn't have written on this sheet. Whoopsie. Brilliant. <laughs> and Valnor got a whopping 14. Okay. Do, do, right. do, just imagine like the Pokemon battle music's playing. Amnesty got 17. Damn it. So you're going first, twice. Uh, Hit me. Okay. Um, let me say we're starting within a certain range of each other. That is my first question. I don't know, like, standing next to each other. Well, our teams are standing next to each other. We're like 20 feet apart. I don't know. Okay. More than that, what do you want? No, that's, that's fine with me. Um, first up is Amnesty. Uh, yeah, she's, she's going to run up with her, with her quarter staff. And I'm gonna actually go for Valmont. Alrighty. I think that's gonna be interesting. Um, and she is going to use her bonus action what? to maybe not sure if it's doing the right thing. Study Valmont um, to be able to deal extra damage to her if she hits. Well, la dee da. Let's see if I hit. Uh, oh, I don't think. 15 to hit? That's a miss. Damn Collapses it. off of his. Watch him, he doesn't glance off arm. He's not wearing armor. He's just really dexterous. He leans <laughs> away. Calls a little duck. Like, whoo. Stop trying to hit me and hit me, fool. Ha 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 ha. This is tempting. Do it. Oh, now I have to be in touch range for that. Oh. Do it. I'm gonna cast Bane on um, both your characters. What does that do? Uh, you have to make a charisma saving throw. <sighs> and I'll tell you what it does if, when, when you do your thing. Arathor gets a 23. <laughs> that passes. Valnok gets an eight. That fails. Okay. Dang it. So, <laughs> Valnot um, uh, must subtract a d4 from the number you roll for attack rolls and saving throws. Dang it. I don't like it. <laughs> Rude. Um, Anything else? Feels like I'm DMing your turn and you're going to DM my turn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to use my bonus action. This is going to give away something to um, give Amnesty Bardic Inspiration. Fair enough. Diddly-dly. Has Venari moved? Venari has not moved. And Jeez. is that your turn? Yes. Uh, who like was that first? Have I players, I've already forgotten. Valmart, uh, yeah. Valmart moves 10 feet forward and then spends a key point to activate his reach arms. Which means... Wait, you... 10 feet forward would be into Amnesty? Yeah. Well, I'll scout around her. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, are you leaving her threatened range? I'm just double-checking it. 
I'm tempted to also use another key point. Do I do that? Damn it, they're both bonus acts. Fuck. <laughs> uh, typical. Screw it, I'll take an opportunity of attack. Okay. You're going to use up your reaction? Yes. <laughs> do it. Hit me. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> I do not hit you, I rolled a three. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so when I'm standing with uh, Amnesty and Venari ten feet away from me either side, my arms engage... You need to do some dex throw saves. Okay, one for each? Yes. Okay. Um, DC is 13. Yeah, uh, Amnesty makes it uh, with a 14. And. Venari fails. Venari <laughs> takes 7 force damage. Uh, just from the existence of my arms, they're that beefy. Uh, that's my bonus action. Uh, Did he just summon them with like two fists, just like boof? Yeah, like either side of it's gone poof, like uh, <laughs> I don't know, like an outward blast towards each other's head. And Amnesty's like, nope. Um, <laughs> and then while I'm here, I will go for an unarmed strike on Benari, I think. Okay. And I have to subtract a D4, yes? Yes. Well, that's going to be a miss, isn't it? <laughs> Before I even subtract the default. Or is it? What's Venari? Let's think. That's all. Oh, it's 11. Yeah, that's a miss. That's uh, Valnot's turn. Erethor. What's Erethor going to do? I feel like I want to do like very similar. <laughs> uh, are we saying then that uh, Erethor is also engaged with Amnesty? Um, if we said they started next to each other, so I'm yes. thinking so, yeah. Ah, but you've already used your reaction. Zerathor's going to do the same thing and move 10 feet forward. <laughs> uh, and he's going to spend a sorcery point to do, 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 do careful spell on arms of Adar. That's right. No, no. <laughs> he select Valnot to automatically save on the throw. Okay. Uh, and meanwhile, I need... Still takes half damage, right? Yep. I need some charisma saves, I believe. Let me double check. Ooh, or it might be dexterity. Hold on, let me double check. Uh, spells. Arms of Adar. Strength save, never mind. DC 14. Okay, that's worse. Uh, fail for Amnesty and. Fail for Venari. I need new fucking dice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, okay, so that's nine damage to both. And Oofed. no reactions until the start of your next turn. Although Amnesty's already used hers, so no reaction for Venari until the next turn. And then Valnot will also take four. Doobie doobie doo. Uh, does how, how much have a damage? Did... Sorry? Did you say nine damage? Nine damage, yes. Uh, okay. doobie doobie doo. What should we bonus action? Do we have any bonus actions? Do we have any bonus actions? Probably should have thought about this first. You know what? That's it. Erethor's happy. He's just going to leave it at that. Okay. He's a mad lad. <laughs> okay. Amnesty's going to change tact slightly and she's going to go after uh, Erethor. Not Erethor, no. He's uh, coming for it. Oh, no, wait. Hang on. 
No, she's not, because she's already got the hunter's thing on Valmont. Oh, no. I should have done, so I'm going for Valmont. Um, uh, wait, do I have to declare Bardic Inspiration beforehand or afterwards? Well, you've already done Bardic Inspiration. I haven't used it. You don't have to use it on the first. Oh, I see. You carry on. Um, we can be loose with the rules, who cares? There's no DM. Okay. <laughs> uh, so a 16 to hit. Oh, just hit. Yeah! Um, Dodges out the way, but it scrapes against his face or whatever the hell you're aiming for. Is it his face? There's a smack across the back, probably. <laughs> just smack. Um, <laughs> like he's choking. Yep. He's got a thump to on the back. <laughs> um, that is... Oh, yeah, we get an extra... Well, like, what attack was this? It was a quarterstaff two-handed okay. um, attack with the... So that is... Hang on, bear with me. 11 plus... That is 15 points of damage. 15? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm going to use a key point. And um, get two unarmed strikes. I never fucking got 15 damage with a quarter star. What the hell? <laughs> hey, That's strikes. because of the focused hunter. Oh, fuck. Um, with the first unarmed strike, um, which is basically like the tail whipping around to hit you, um, is a 22 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> For... Uh, seven points of damage. Jesus Christ. Oh, and the other one I rolled a two, so that's not going to hit. Happy day. Uh, <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I moved towards you. Um, yeah, that's me. And then it is it is Venari's turn. Cool. Um, I was going to say, that's not you. <laughs> it's not me. I think I'm going to uh, die. <laughs> I don't think you are. Because... Benari's gonna cast Cure Wounds on herself. Wow. Cause she nearly died. Boo. Um, so that is. Oofed. I rolled, I rolled a one and a six. Yay. So that's seven plus six for 13. Um. Ba na 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 Bardic inspiration. Ba na 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 na. But da 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 Bardic inspiration to Amnesty. <laughs> okay. That's a bonus action. Right. Okay. I need to do 10 because uh, Valnot is going to... Uh, <gasps> he's going to second win because that hurt. Uh, so 1d10 plus 1 for a bonus action. Oh, 10 HP back. Lovely. And then as an action... Um, He's gonna give Amnesty a good old thumping. Come at me! Oh, that's much more promising than last time. Uh, eighteen. Yeah, that has. Uh, <laughs> what is my damage for armor strike these days? I forgot. <laughs> more than mine. One d eight plus three force. One d eight. Five eight force damage to Amnesty. Oofed. Uh. Yeah, he's going to just stay where he is. And Erethor is going to do some stuff. What's the stuff Erethor's going to do? Let's think about that. Uh, Erethor is going to... 
two sorcery points to quicken the casting of mm. my favourite new spell, Shadow Blade. <gasps> Not Shadow Blade. Oh wait, no, I don't even need to quicken that. It's already a bonus action. I cast Shadow Blade yeah. as a bonus action. Um, and then I'm gonna fucking use it and attack Amnesty. <gasps> okay. Uh, where are we? Shadow Blade. It's Twenty-one. Woofed. Yeah. Ten psychic damage. Ooh. 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 Okay. Uh, that's my turn. Jesus. Ten psychic uh, damage. Oh, I wish that was a bonus action, but it's not. Bonus action. Do 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 do. Don't know why I'm seeing the Transformers theme. <laughs> um. That's an action as well. Fuck. Um, I'm assuming they've both got their reactions back now. Yep. Because it's been your turn. Indeed. I'm debating doing something interesting or. Do it. Yeah. I'm going to cast Levitate on Valnot. I don't like it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, Valnot's flying into the sky, presumably. Yeah, so uh, one creature or object you choose um, raises vertically up to 20 feet. So I, I move him 20 feet, so it's suspended in the air. And then let it drop by any chance? Not at the moment! Oh. Oh, and it's force <laughs> movement as well, so I don't get opportunity of attack. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, well, carry on. What's next? Uh, I'm going to take a, uh, use one key point. To take the dodge action. As which uh, one is this as? As a bonus action as finale. Uh, sorry, amnesty. As amnesty, damn it. That's illegal. <laughs> dodge. Um, and I'm assuming Erethor's now in uh, melee range with um <laughs> Finari. Is Venari moved closer? Well no use Oh, did you throw the Shadow Blade? I thought I attacked Amnesty. Oh, did you? Yes, you did. That's my bad. Yep, sorry. Um, in that case, then. Um, this is. I think this is a house rule. Um, but I'm going to use my Baron's action to switch um, yeah. out my loot thing um, and bring out Time's Edge and flank. Um, ah. Flank Erethor with um, the Venari uh -huh. and attack with Time's Edge. Uh -huh. I don't like So I get advantage. Um, yeah, that's going to be a 24 hit. I can't even shield. Yeah, it hits. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 19. Where's my dice gun? Where's my, where's my D8? <laughs> um... That's a D6 for sneak attack. Damn it. <laughs> oh god, did you get max damage? No, I rolled a one on both! Yes! <laughs> I, I do a grand total of five damage! That's not, still not bad for once. Oh, fucking hell. Now what? What do you mean it? Yeah, but that was a maximum of 15 damage. Well, no, 17 damage, but yeah. 
Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's my turn? Hang on. No, it's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. Uh, what the hell am I gonna do with Val? Not. He is levitating. <laughs> this is a concentration spell. Suppose you don't have to tell me. Don't it, it is, oh, but you told it's me anyway. not. It's not actually. I don't know whether it, it's not amnesty. Well, it is amnesty that casts it, but it's through an item. I know. I gave you the item. It's yes, still a concentration so I don't know spell. Whether, okay. I didn't know whether items required concentration, but that's fine. Uh, I guess I should clarify that before next session. Yeah. I'm gonna. Val's gonna toss a die, amnesty. That's all I can do. And she's got okay. dodge, right? Yes. Oh, I rolled a five, so ignore that. Uh, that's Valance turn pretty much done. Because he can't <laughs> do anything else. Aerothor, I think it's time to use my old favourite wombo combo. Uh, sorcery points. Use two of those to quicken dissonant whispers to a bonus action. And cast that at Amnesty. Okay. Uh, I need you to do a something. <laughs> I don't know what the spell does. Wisdom save? Yes, wisdom save. 18. Damn it, you passed, but you still take half damage. Okay. Half of seven, which is three psychic damage. Uh, well, I don't get my opportunity to attack on you, but oh well. Uh, I will then follow up with a regular attack from the Shadow Blade, which again is going to be disadvantage, right? Oh, yep. that's sad, because my first roll was a natural 20. <laughs> but my second roll was a 17, and I'm pretty sure with bonuses, that's still going to hit. Okay. Uh, what's your AC? Yeah, that, that's up to a 20. That's going to be a hit, right? Yeah. Uh, so, 2d8 plus 2. Ooh, it's spicy. It's 13 damage. Amnesty goes down. Yay. Uh, oh, fuck. Valnot falls 30 feet and takes, what, 3d6 falling damage? <laughs> uh, 20 feet, so I think it's 2d6. Oh, 9 falling I damage. I can only then. raise you. Yeah. Uh, assuming you're happy that I rolled it. Yeah, that's fine. And if it had been 2 fall damage, would have been like, no, I'm going to roll that. <laughs> that's your turn. <laughs> okay, well, do I even make a dex death? I'll make a death save. Just <laughs> I don't think you're doing a really? death save. We're not trying to kill each other. <laughs> oh, um, and then um, let's have a look. Cure wounds on amnesty. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what am I rolling for that? Dear. <laughs> I rolled so low. Um. Three and a one plus six is so I only got to come back up with ten hit points. <laughs> but she can't take a turn anyway. Rip. Because <laughs> she was not in that turn on order. Chop chop. I'm sorry, bear with me. There's so much on here that There's I haven't a bear used. Bear with yet. you. Oh for fuck's sake. I actually made that joke earlier to myself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was I was like, God damn it sounds. <laughs> Uh, all those things are actions so yeah that is that is my turn I'm going to assume that Val is pro so he spends half his movement standing up yes. then uh, 
I suppose he would have landed next to where he took off, which means he's still next to Amnesty. So I can't move away without yes. taking an opportunity. He'll flank Amnesty with Errol, though. <laughs> hey, give her the old one too. Brilliant. Uh, what's the status of rolling against Amnesty at this point? Um, advantage. It will be advantage anyway because she's prone and it's melee. Well, thank fuck because the first roll was a natural one. Uh, that's an eighteen plus some stuff. Yeah, that'll hit. And Amnesty nice. dies again. <laughs> well, like I said, I have damage, so yeah. <laughs> 11 force damage. Damn it! Uh, and then Valnot's going to move over and use his bonus action to do Flurry of Burrows with a key point on Venari uh, and do a critical miss. I guess he punches Erethor instead. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Erethor takes 9 force damage. Amazing. <laughs> uh, but it was Flurry of Blows, so there's another one coming. Are you kidding me? I actually Don't rolled another rolled. one. Oh Fuck my, my life. <laughs> and then I roll max damage on the attack. Aerothor <laughs> takes another... Aerothor goes down! <laughs> I had exactly 11 HP and rolled an 8 on the D8. And my damage is a D8 plus 3. <laughs> so Valance has fallen from the sky. He knocked down his D out and they're like, Fuck you, Aerothor. Aerothor falls. Good oh, yeah. turn. Oh my god. Two critical misses. Oh, sad time. This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> swear if you kill wounds again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, she, Venari is actually gonna start singing a hypnotic tune. Uh-oh. Um, make me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving. Uh, Ten. You fail. <laughs> I guess as much. Um, you must move a number of feet equal to five times my body inspiration die. So bear with me. Um, thirty feet. Oh no, wait, five times. Fifteen feet. <laughs> um, basically just as far away from me. As you can. Uh huh. And I'm gonna use my attack of opportunity on that. Uh -huh. Um Oof, I don't think that's gonna hit. Uh, no, that's a twelve. Oof. Um, and then she is going to move thirty feet away. So we're forty-five feet away, you say? <laughs> yes. Is it my turn? <laughs> she tried. She tried. Okay. Is it my turn? Hang on, hang on. I've got a bonus action here somewhere. <laughs> Do you though? Do you have a bonus action behind? Do you really? Can anything save you from the man who can only hit his own friends? <laughs> of which Venari is one of them. He's hit her before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's hit her before by accident. <laughs> yeah, the, the witch is just going to take over and completely destroy you. Oh. Um, yeah, this doesn't say anything about me keeping control of you, so I do think you gave consciousness on your turn. I see. Excellent. Yeah. Is that your turn, okay. then? Yeah, I, I really don't mind. Would you like to hazard a guess as to what Valnot's speed is? 45 feet? Exactly. Uh, he's just <laughs> going to sprint right up and give you a good old one too. <sighs> well, it was worth a try. That's an 18 plus some stuff, plus 5. 23. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> Four, five damage. Oofed. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong thing. I put my thing down. Right, there we go. 
bonus action, second hit. Four. The same roll, 23. I keep getting the same roll twice in a row. Brilliant. Another five damage. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Still up. Damn it. Uh, your turn. Well, the, the thing is, she's a support character. She's not meant to be one-on-one -on -one with people. I know, but I have um, a ridiculously low amount of health, so go on. Uh, I reckon this is the last round. One way or the uh, other. Fuck it. Uh, use my action to switch out to a different sword. Just put one in one side and bring the. No, in fact, no, I'm not. I'm gonna keep my one out because I've got a better chance to hit. Uh, I'm just gonna try and hit you with with Time's Edge. Come on, roll well. Ooh, um, eighteen. That hits. Yes. Ten points of damage. Are you kidding me? Am I killing you? I said, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Do you want to guess how many health hit points Velo has? 11? 10. Ah! Fuck yes! <laughs> I can't believe I killed my own friend with two natural ones that were exactly lethal. And then you hit me with something that's also exactly lethal. Oh, I love that so much. I was only on 9 HP. Two nat ones! Come on! <laughs> well, on that uh, depressing note from my point of view <laughs> and on Pine's glorious victory it's time to end whatever the hell yeah, this yeah, podcast yeah. is called yes the name will be on the below this thing yes below the thing I was going to say below the video but there was like it's an audio media so like below the audio track I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it'll be somewhere who knows? Find it. You probably read it before you heard any of this, so we're just talking for no reason. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Do you have any parting words, my friend? Play D&D, it's a great game. Or any other tabletop RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I don't know why that's in my head. Um, <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.